0: Um <clears throat> that's beautiful to hear hear some of that uh, what people were sharing there. Um <clears throat> we've uh called this retreat foundations of a soul making Dharma and um I guess just to say a little bit about that and about uh, that word foundations, just a little bit, um, in a way it implies that we're going to Try not to introduce any new material uh some of you are probably quite relieved um there's <laughs> there's a lot already and um it's time time maybe to consolidate to digest to uh t- to get those foundations um what may be a little different is some of the relative emphases between different elements of of this uh this teaching of this path that may be a little different we'll see um but we're trying emphasis on trying to kind of condense or distill uh <coughs> the the teachings and the material down to some sort of basic building blocks if you like um meaning kind of what uh skills let's say what what, what are the skills involved in in practicing this way um what kind of qualities or attitudes are uh, serve th- these kinds of openings openings of these kinds of directions and avenues um, what kinds of this is rubbing on my uh, um, what kinds of under kinds of understanding, can you hear me? Why don't... No. Um, <laughs> what kinds of understanding, so what, what kind of skills, what kind of qualities and attitudes, and what kinds of understandings, plural, um, are, are part and parcel, are, are, the, are the, uh, the bones and the flesh of this, let's call it art, this art. Uh, this kind of practice, this kind of art. So we're going to try and condense and distill and, and sort of present that um, and go over that. Don't think, I think we should say right from the bat that we're not trying to be exhaustive uh, in terms of getting every, you know, this is now the canonical thing and this is the, these are all the lists and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's also great individual variations. People are, of course, different in their constitution, In their personalities, in their inclinations, um, in where they're gifted and where they're more challenged, um, in their history of practice, histories of practice and of what teachings they've been exposed to. So somehow that all that's got to be kind of acknowledged and and brought into the, into the mix. But the foundations of of all this of this art will include, I uh, do include, actually everything that you already know uh, from your practice of Buddha Dharma, and particularly from insight meditation. All the mindfulness, all the sila, the emphasis on on goodness and ethics and virtue, the uh, samadhi, the panya, insight. Uh, Metta, the Brahma, the Haras, it, it, in a way, all that is foundations for, for what we're talking. So everything you know, uh, com- comes into it, um, and probably more than you already know, uh, in terms of other, other possibilities, other ways of doing things, other ways of, of conceiving and, and looking at things. So what you know, probably a bit more than what you know, and, also, I would say the uh, willingness to question what you know, to question ideas that we have absorbed or arrived at at this point in our lives—ideas from uh, Buddha Dharma, ideas from insight meditation culture, ideas um, and assumptions uh, uh, actually from the Buddha Dharma, but also about the Buddha Dharma. Yeah. So that's actually all part of the foundations. It's kind of it's a, a kind of shaky foundation. It's the foundation that shakes. It questions. It dares to question what we've received and come to and arrived at at this point in our life from psychotherapeutic uh, investigations or practices that we've been doing or teachings, even what we might have come to from uh, um, different uh ways we've been exposed to words like imaginal and soul making and eros and, and all of that. Or what we might have encountered in in kind of paths that are similar or overlap, shamanism and energy healing and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of the language is quite similar. But part of what we're interested in here is is a kind of um well, Mary said breaking through. And uh I think I don't want to uh, tell you what you meant at all. But one one way that that could be interpreted is that's very much a part of what happens um, when when we let the soul making get going. Stuff gets broken through. So that that willingness, that courage, that boldness is is actually part of part of the path. Um, refining clarity as well along, alongside that kind of boldness and willing willingness to question assumptions, that's all part of it so it's asking a lot it brings in a lot, actually it will involve, it will bring into the mix everything <clears throat> all the elements, all the aspects of our life and it's asking a lot and within that, or with, with that asking a lot, then we have to ask, we have to also uh, bring some wisdom to the question of pacing and digestion, and when when am I ready for this, or when am I ready to question that, or when am I ready you know, so that's all part of it, and there will be huge individual variations in that, and that needs to be respected, it's part of the maturity it's part of the care, it's part of the, I said, the wisdom <clears throat> so we're going to try um, to communicate somehow to uh, hopefully support uh, get you gaining a sense, really a sense and a taste of what, what we mean when we use words like imaginal and soul-making and eros and all that. And also to try and open up and get a taste of um, what that implies, what that unfolds, and what that indeed opens up um, in terms of the possible visions, ideas, and senses senses of what it, what it is to be a human being and what a human being is um, and what the world is there's something about this that's going to, uh, has the potential to just uh, really open up and where this is all going a sense of that and the possibility of that being opened up as well Awakening, or the goal of the path, or whatever. This all again comes into the mix, gets gets uh, metabolized in the soul making. Someone said, uh, "What brings you here?" And someone said, "Beauty." Um. And I used the word art before referring to this as an art even just those two ideas there, beauty and art what, what might that do to your whole sense of what the path is about and how we conceive of it and the kind of language we use and the kind of either clear or vague ideas of where we're going some of you have been practicing a long, long time and it it might be interesting for you to just, um, question where do I think I'm going with this? It's business of awakening or enlightenment or liberation or give it any, any words. Where, wh- what do I think that is? Where is it going? And what is it that I actually really want? Um, am I using the right language and the right ideas to support the truth of what my soul wants? And some of you have been practicing not, not that long, perhaps. And that might be an interesting, an interesting, uh, idea question to introduce. So I use this word art and, um, I didn't, I didn't want to mean it in a, in a kind of, um, I don't know, facile way where it's very easy to talk about the art of this or the art of that or the art of, of whatever. And to imply in that word art something like, well, it involves a skill, but there's also kind of an intuitive element and some people can get really good at that or whatever. Um so all all that I suppose is the case. I don't know what it means to be really good at soul making. Uh but I I think I mean the word art in in a uh in a slightly uh fuller and potentially more radical way. When we really think about art, making art, and great art, it's like, what's the, what's the purpose of it? Why, why art? Why do people make art? Why do we love art? What is it that we're after? Where does the process or, or, or the engagement with either making art or loving art, where does it lead us? What's the goal? What does it serve? Some, some may not relate to the word R, ah, It's just one way of conceiving what we're doing. And, and if that doesn't really relate to you, there are other ways of opening up the sense of what, what this might all uh, open out to. And there might be another fantasy, rather than that, of art. But also in in uh, in uh, in relation to art, you know, there is not. Um, I think oh, we're trying that. There isn't really a dogma here, much as there isn't with art, um, and it's not really a question of truth in the usual sense we think about that. And some of you have heard teachings around soul making and stuff we've talked about before. So there's a kind of if you like, a particular relationship with notions or ideas of truth and reality. There's a particular relationship that we're interested in. We'll talk about this as a retreat goes on, if you've, some of you have heard, heard this before. But it's that particular kind of relationship with the whole idea of truth and reality that opens things up in in uh, in certain ways that they wouldn't otherwise get opened up. opening up a different uh, domain, a range of experience, and giving us a different sense and idea of everything, everything. Actually, if we linger with this idea of art, you know, um, I think, <clears throat> even when it's not obvious, when it's not spelled out in words or, or pictures that make obvious sense, I think that all art that I would call... Uh, you know, wonderful, beautiful, meaningful, soulful are, is even if it's in, not in an obvious way, it has an ethical dimension. It has a dimension that addresses us on, uh, in terms of value, that touches our sense of value, makes us want to live differently somehow, makes us want to be alive differently. As someone, you know, I, uh, you guys know I like John Coltrane, it's like, where's well, a guy go- is just playing some sounds. There's nothing in the title, there's nothing, and it does something to the sense of existence, and, and there's goodness and, and ethical values wrapped up in that. Art touches on that. So I use, I use the word art in relation to the practice that we're doing in all those senses with all those implications. Someone, um, sent me a lovely poem, really, really touching to me poem, um, uh, not too long ago, a week or two ago. Um and uh she said um in introducing it, uh this is not someone I know yet. Um, yesterday was my birthday, and I have a tradition of getting up early and writing a poem on that day. It's a nice way to spend your birthday mornings. Um and then she said, I think you'll find the the teachings, the soul-making teachings influence in here. So this is this is the poem. <clears throat> This year, a Syrian girl gifted me a red poppy. This year, the sunflowers grew as tall as the roof. This year, Annette's son died a week before Mother's Day. This year, I kissed a man who was also a falcon. This year, I was a cloud, and when I rained, she cried. This year, the long-tongued deity taught me wild equanimity. This year, I prayed naked, and the gods loved it. This year, on winter solstice, we laughed so hard we peed off the edge of the mountain. This year, I traded babies with a minor to our mother. This year, I was a gazelle eaten by a lion. This year, children reminded me that you can become a robot when it's pretend real, that we can share mermaid dreams with the dog, and that kings make bad fathers when they've lost their bones. This year, the electronic billboards lit snowfall in Nanjing. This year, a pair of cranes landed on a river when the sun fell. This year, Steve and I were still learning to dance. This year, I played peekaboo with a blue-eyed spider. This year, an insane amount of people decided to keep loving me. This year, a few decided to stop. This year the crow finally flew from that window sill and we became each other. And she continues and in this birthday writing I am not being abstract. These things happened to me, but I'm also not claiming that any of it is real or not real. It's just that life whispers in many tongues. My dear western culture, my darling inheritance, in all your brilliance and brutality This year, I've come to realize that you've forgotten many secret languages, especially the ones that make us most human. The let me create you and you create me love languages. The languages of belonging. Let's keep remembering, shall we? This year, I discovered how to belong. let me create you and you create me love languages Uh, she mentions in there um, this inheritance that we all have of western culture and and its it's brilliance and brutality and there's so much gift in in terms of uh, science and uh, social infrastructure and that kind of way of thinking that we are heirs to that we benefit from and I think, I think, um, it's become clear, it's becoming clear that the, the, the culture that, if you like, the intellectual inheritance and, and the inheritance of sensibility and, uh, um, outlook, metaphysics and all that, uh, it has a brutality to it as well. It comes with a cost. We see, we, every day, there's something in the news. Unfortunately, it's usually way down in the back pages. But every day there's something of some kind of ecological environmental crisis somewhere. Uh, we, we are living through multiple environmental ecological crises that are somehow the result of our, our vision, our, our brilliant and brutal and limited vision. We're living through environmental crises, ecological crises. I think we're also living through anthropological crises. What is a human being that 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 we uh, look on each other these ways? That actually anthropology means the the logos, the ideation of what a human being is, in one one sense. So, in in a, in a way, humanism that came with the Western Enlightenment is, is there's a kind of crisis in it. You could say. Now, I'm not saying, and I don't think Catherine would say either, that what we're doing with soul-making is the solution, and absolutely not. There's plenty of people addressing these questions, and there's many possible solutions. (coughs) But it does, I think, what we're doing and what we're wanting to bring into this and the way practice opens up the being, it does uh, address those issues of what it means to be a human being and what the world is and then what our relationship is organically, naturally, with other human beings, ourselves and the world. So, as I said, in our time, many there are many uh, uh, views and ancient traditions and practices and uh, epistemologies and ontologies that, that are kind of... Um, resurfacing or or being resuscitated to address some of these questions and there's so much of value there, so much of value Um, and and there's so much need for it and so much hunger for it all this stuff comes up and, and in a way then we can it lands on the table and gradually, gradually we can start to kind of sort and sift what's there these different ideas, these different practices, these different understandings and outlooks. And I really absolutely uh, don't want to say um, this one path is better or this conception is worse or that way of practice is more advanced or anything like that. But they are different. There are differences there. And to uh, sort them, to understand what's been brought up, resuscitated and brought to the table in, in attempts, multiple attempts, to address uh, these kind of predicaments that we, we globally face now. Um, I think making delineations, making discriminations and discernments between these different ideas and practices and outlooks is quite important. Actually, some of you might know already or have heard us say that this Making of discriminations is actually an element of soul making. The more on fire soul making is, the more discernments and delineations and proliferations and complexities and faces of things open up. It's it's, it's we will explain this. Um it's what happens when what we call the Eros logos dynamic gets going. Stop all these differences and different aspects of faces, worlds upon worlds open up. And part of that is delineation and discrimination. And in all that, there's a maturing of understanding and of practice that's possible. So that <coughs> uh, one element, just one element, it's not—it's certainly not the be-all and end-all, but one element that's quite central in, in uh, this whole, what we're calling soul-making, is um, the uh, the realm of concepts and conceptual frameworks. Uh, and there's a dance here, I think. There's a dance to be witnessed, to be uh, entered into a kind of middle-way dance between, uh, if you like, precision of... Conceptual understanding. Precision of conceptual delineation on the one hand, and elasticity on the other. Fluidity, flexibility, capacity to stretch. Uh, so, in all that, what can be allowed in this dance between precision and uh, elasticity, what can be allowed is, is the creation and the discovery of more and more facets of soul, more and more worlds, more and more dimensions, more and more realms of being. A proliferation that happens of richness uh, with, with, this, with the whole soul-making dynamic. And that, that feeds and requires kind of sensitivities. We develop our sensitivities to make these discernments and to make these um, differentiations. We're talking about kind of, if you like, you could say a soul intelligence. Which is not just a head abstract thing. It's lived, it's felt, it touches the soul with beauty. And it involves a great deal of present moment, live, alive flexibility of conception and ways of looking and all that. So eventually, and for some of you already it does, but eventually this soul making dynamic will involve eros for ideas, eros for the conceptual eros for these differentiations some of you might find that very hard to believe Um, but it's everything gets subsumed, everything starts to burn, come on fire everything even more things than you can even think of when when you hear the word everything because because in the process of create-discover we discover more things that we didn't even know were there that come alive, come into the dimensions of our being so the concept—I'm just highlighting one element tonight, not at all to say it's the most important one at all. But just pulling the conceptual is part of it, part of what will be involved, part of what will be swept up in, into the flames and, and the flowering of the soul making. And in that, you will come to love that ongoing refinement of ideation and conception and ways of looking and all of that the ongoing your love your care for these kinds of discernments and discriminations uh, because you realize it's part of the creation and discovery and if we just throw everything in together and say it's all one it's all the same all parts are the same etc um, actually I don't know that that reflects the utmost care someone who really cares about cooking like a really top notch chef they just that. <laughs> Stereo—it's all good. They—they—they they, the, the, they relish the, the subtleties of the discrimination and, and the nuance of the tastes and the aromas and the, and the visual. You understand? It's, it's a sign of their care. <clears throat> uh, so I'm not talking about something that's an intellectual abstraction. I'm talking about something that opens up um awareness and uh, avenues of uh, experience and practice and uh, and sense i mean actually sensing so really want to encourage you at the beginning and and hopefully you'll catch the spark here encourage you to play and to experiment and and have fun with this um firsthand experiential understanding firsthand experience of the creation and discovery that's part of of soulmaking And so, experience and idea, or praxis and logos, they can unfold, uh, they can open, they can be enriched together. And there's tremendous beauty in all that. Tremendous beauty. Riches. And just finally, just practically speaking, um, I, I wish sometimes teaching retreat that, that there was be some way of kind of instantaneously downloading all the teachings in one go. Um, <laughs> samsara being what it is, that, that's not possible. So things have to happen in a certain order, but the order that we do things in doesn't imply any inherent kind of, um, you know, things go in this order, or first you need to do this. They, they all kind of feed into each other. We're going to try, given the limitations of just how time is structured, um, we're going to try and build things that come later, hopefully build on what comes earlier, so, so it can kind of make sense that way. Um, I think that's all I want to say now, Is just to really... Uh, you know, you've heard us say so much, emphasizing this quality of play and experimenting and and uh, letting yourself taste, uh, taste what opens up when you bring those attitudes. So I really want to encourage that. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.